welcome to the Pirate Parent Podcast. Hey, 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 Callie. Hello. How are you? Doing great. How are you? Good, good. Hey, this is Jen McClure, host of the Pirate Parent Podcast. I'm getting better. You did. That I was worked quick. Well, I worked <laughs> with Lauren Parrish. <laughs> I worked with Lauren Parrish, our speech pathologist, and she's really helped me out. Pirate Parent Podcast. Yes, it's a hard one. Everybody, this is Jen and my favorite partner in crime, my Ashley to my Mary Kate, Callie Young. And the Olsen twins, apparently, as well. <laughs> oh, gosh. One of these days, I'm going to get it. I'm going to have to dig back to the 70s because... Because <laughs> I wasn't around then. <laughs> right. You're so much younger than me that I'm going to have to really... If I want to stump you, I'm going to have to dig deep, I think, and get back into the 70s. <laughs> Call well, it a little bit unfair. That's right. Everybody, we have a great show for you today. We're really excited to introduce you to um, Jay Harris, who is an important member of our... What I would consider our executive administration, which um, happens to be housed over at our district education center. And Jay oversees a lot of important programs that don't necessarily maybe end up in the backpack at the end of the day with parents, but he influences so many different um, components of really a successful operation system of a school. So I'm excited to have him here with us today. I can't wait to talk to him. He's a great guy, and I hope you'll enjoy this episode of the Pirate Parent podcast. Thanks, Mary Kate. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Jay, we're so excited to have you here. This has been a long time coming. Callie and I have been in planning for a long time about this podcast, and you were one of our first people on the list, and we're excited to have you here. So welcome. Yes, well, thank welcome. You. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited about being here. Jay Harris is a very important person in our district, and I'm going to let him tell you what kinds of things he, what, first of all, what is your title, Jay? I am the Executive Director of Operations. Oh, that sounds super important. Do you get a lot of calls in the middle of the night? Uh, no, oh. and I prefer it that way. Oh, good. Okay. So we won't <laughs> give out your cell phone? <laughs> please, please no. Later, people will give out the cell phone. <laughs> Actually, um, his work here expands over lots of different departments. And so, first of all, what brought you to Platte County? Well, I worked in the Raymore Peculiar School District for 16 years in a very similar role um, and then had the opportunity three years ago to come to Platte County. I've been very excited about this transition. Love it here. Uh, getting ready to start year four and looking forward to another great year. Good. Tell us a little bit about your family at home, because we all know that we all leave work and go home to a family. So talk to us about your family. I have an amazing wife who's an elementary principal in uh, Grandview, and we actually have seven children ranging from age 28 down to 17. So we stay very busy at home. I bet you do. I <laughs> bet you do. So talk to us a little bit about your oversight here in the Platte County School District. Your your office is in our main district office center, and you have um, a lot of oversight over a lot of things. So kind of give us your departmental oversight. Yeah, essentially anything that's non-curriculum related, any of the operational side of the district I oversee. So when you think about Things like transportation, uh, facilities, food service, safety, security, all those areas that really just manage the operational side of the school district fall underneath my, um, my supervision. Fantastic. Well, Callie, it's our favorite time. It is. What time is it? It's our Pirate Pride moment. Oh, it's my favorite segment 
other than me trying to find a partner, uh, and I try to stump Callie every, every single time. time. So uh, far, she has not. That's true. So, Callie, you want to start us off on your Pirate Pride moment? Yes. Um, you know, my Pirate Pride moment this time of year, we have our new teachers that are starting across the district. And I've been privileged enough to attend several meetings with our new teachers and just seeing the energy, the enthusiasm, and the talent of our new staff in Platte County, um, as well as the partnership with our current staff who are really helping them to get their rooms set up and getting them prepared for the year. And um, it's been a great thing to watch the last couple of weeks. Mm, that's a great one. Jay? Well, I would say several things. One, I'm excited about the facility enhancements that we not only are currently making, but have plans for in the near future. Um, I would echo what Callie said about our new staff coming on board. Always exciting to uh, get folks to join the Pirate family and, uh, and get to learn from them and work with them. It's always an exciting time. And obviously, we can't wait till we get students next week. Well, that leads up to mine because Obviously, we are all here for the kids, right, in Definitely. every single building. And my Pirate Pride moment um, goes back to the fact that we have had more than a few kids in our building over the last few days, weeks, months helping. If they're teachers' kids, they're here helping their parents, probably not by choice, but they're certainly doing it willingly <laughs> and with a smile on their face. But then we've also had some kids who have um, volunteered to come back and use um, some of their hours for NJHS to help set up classrooms or to help us with decorations, to help us put together things. And we had a high schooler and a middle schooler the other day, and then a, I saw another middle schooler come in, and today we had two of our newest students who came over and helped us. So um, even though the building is closed and we are not technically in session, it always makes it better when the kids are in the hall. So thank you to all those families and kids who volunteered their time. That's absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so... Safety and security, um, a big topic in our community right now and in the world, really. So talk to us a little bit about um, that component of your job and why I think there isn't a parent out there that isn't worried about the safety and security of our schools and what we're doing to try to create um, what our you know district coins as a safe and caring environment for our kids. So talk to us a little bit about um the priorities for our school district when it comes to security and safety for our children? Sure, absolutely. We've, you know, school safety is certainly a priority and we're always looking at strategies, processes, enhancements to our facilities to improve school safety um, for our staff, for our, for our students, and for our community um, overall. And we've been privileged over the last year to have a school safety task force made up of a lot of uh, several parents in our community, some staff members, some district administrators, building administrators that have really, um, they really dug into the topic of school safety to talk about what are the things that we ought to be doing in our schools? What are the things we're doing now that are great and we want to continue to do? What are some things we want to improve on? And so we've gone through a process and identified a school safety master plan that uh, was presented to the board at the June board retreat and got very positive support. And so it's really going to be a three to five year uh, plan that will enhance school safety in a variety of areas. And there's really five or actually six main areas that we're looking at. The physical safety of our environment, so that'd be enhancements to the school facilities. Uh, so are you talking about like maybe um, sidewalks or are you talking about like actual security? Yeah, so things like video surveillance, okay. uh, yeah. access control mm -hmm. to our buildings, our visitor management, mm -hmm. check-in system, 
video intercoms at the front doors, things that we want to encourage a warm and welcoming environment while also maintaining a very safe environment. And a secure perimeter, really. And a very secure perimeter, making sure that our, our kids and our staff are safe and that people that are in the building should be in the building. So as families, what can they expect if, you know, if as a parent, if I walk up to the front door, um, you know, it's during the school day, what can I expect when I walk up to the front door? Sure. Yeah, all of the perimeter doors uh, will be locked down throughout the school day. Once the school day starts, um, everyone would need to come in the front entry and there is a video intercom that they would actually push the button and be able to engage and speak with the front office staff. Um, front office staff will be trained to say, um, good morning, good, good afternoon, welcome to Seagrass Elementary. Um, can I help you? The visitor would state their reason why they need it in the building, and then they would be provided access. Once they get in the building, they have to check through our visitor management system. And what does that consist of for a parent? So if you are the first time in our building, you actually have to show your driver's license, and it gets scanned through our system, which is called uh, Hall Pass is the name of the system. The system runs a basic background check and a check on the sex offender registry for the state of Missouri, and then um, you're provided a pass into the building once once that's approved. Once you come in after that initial scan, you can show your your ID to we make sure that you're um, you know you're there if you're there to check out a child. We're going to confirm you that you're the parent that that has the permission to check out that child, but you don't have to have that scanned. It automatically does that after that first time through. Now, let's say that I showed my ID last year and had it scanned last year. Do I need to reshow it at the start of this school year? Yes. Good question. And we do want the beginning of the school year. We'll, we'll start that process over. And then once you're in the system at the beginning of the year, you would just need to show it, but wouldn't have to have it scanned the rest of the time. They can automatically pull you up. So it is important for parents to know that even though you might be a regular at any of our schools in our district, um, we have hundreds of regulars. And so bringing your ID with you every single time you come to school is important. And I know it's a huge hassle when you're running in to check out your child for a doctor's appointment and you leave your purse in the car or your wallet in the car. Just remember, get in the habit of bringing your ID because we don't want to you know, upset people. It's not our goal, but it certainly is um, important for us to be able to verify everybody that comes into the building, whether you think we might remember you or not through a government ID. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Just if you should always have your ID with you. You know, our front office staff, they see hundreds of people every single day checking in, in our front office, coming through our building. And uh, it's important that they we, we make sure we stay on top of getting the, the proper um, safety protocols in place for checking in a child or out of, out a child. Uh, make sure we can confirm that those individuals are, are approved to do so. And so it's just important. It's a good habit to always have your ID with you. And it's important to be in our buildings that you have it with you. And I think that added layer of making sure that we are sharing who we are and why we're at the school before we are ever let into the building, um, along with having our ID with us, it, it may take an extra five minutes, not even five minutes, just a couple of minutes um, to go through those those things. But making sure that we are doing that to keep our children safe in any school building across this district, um, you just you can't put a price on that. Tracy asked for my ID today. <laughs> she wouldn't let me until she scanned it. <laughs> I got approved in case anybody's wondering. Just kidding, of course. But um, the reality of it is our teachers are all required to wear an ID badge, which um, does. And this can be an issue for some parents because they don't realize why they're getting to come in without stopping at the at the required 
I ran into this at the high school the other day. I was using my badge to get into enrollment and there were parents all lined up behind me hoping to just come in that door with me. And I had to turn around and say I hated it because it doesn't feel very warm and welcome. But I said, oh, they, they, you know, we can't let you in until noon or whenever the enrollment started. But um, everybody that doesn't have a secure district badge will need to use the video monitor to be buzzed in. Yes, that is correct. Great. Okay, talk to us a little bit about some other enhancements that have happened because Seagrist feels like it's gotten a little bit of a technology makeover when it comes to safety and security. And those are the things that parents are going to see. But I do know that a lot of um, other things that are happening behind the scenes aren't always things we tell parents about and maybe can't even tell parents about. But the reality of it is they're happening and they're all in an effort to make things safer. Yeah, absolutely. The you know, we've, we've gone the last two summers, we've had really big projects to upgrade our access control systems in our schools. What is uh, access control for those who don't know? Yeah, access control um, is a way of monitoring all your exterior doors in your building. They are all on a schedule, so we can schedule when, they're, when they are locked and unlocked. They also um, provide alerts so that when a door is ajar, when a door is left open over a period of time, it provides alerts. So if somebody... Uh, were to you know walk out of the building, try to prop open the door and leave it propped open, it would be sending an alert to our security personnel and our administration because our the, you know, we really need to keep our exterior doors secured at all times, um, have all outside traffic filtered through the front office and then go through our visitor check-in system. So the access control, um, we had an access control system. It was a little dated. Uh, we need to upgrade it, and this has much more functionality and capability. Our system will do um, more alerts and more tips and more, you know, we can we can be more flexible in the way we schedule those doors. So that gives us just a lot more functionality than our current system. All right. Well, I got to ask, a di- I'm dying to know, like when you go to these conferences for safety and security, who's the most exciting person to sit next to? <laughs> Well, that's a good question, but usually I'm surrounded by from <laughs> law enforcement agencies to uh, district administrators to building principals to social workers. You know, you know. I guess I'll also uh, talk about a little bit about mental health too, because mental health is a big part of school safety. And so definitely. these these conferences have a lot of uh, folks there. And so I am definitely not the most exciting person. Oh, I don't know, Jay. To, I'm pretty excited <laughs> to sit next to you right now. But there are some that are that are exciting to sit next to. So tell us a little bit about the mental health supports um, that parents uh, may, may need to be aware of as, as we get ready to go into the school year. Absolutely. It's, um, we know that uh, mental health support is, a, is an important part of a safe culture and a safe environment. And so, you know, the district has a lot of things that we've been doing over the number of years. Uh, we have a social worker in every single building. Uh, we provide a resource to families, but we're also trying to make that even a more robust approach. Uh, with some staff training on understanding how to be trauma aware. Uh, We're working on a variety. We're we're increasing our personnel related to um, school, to um, uh, mental health support. We're increasing our partnerships with outside agencies as well. So we have resources. And that's huge. That's huge. Yes. We, um, Dr. Jennifer Butel has kind of led that charge in our district. And uh, we're, we're really trying to make a very comprehensive approach to school safety, which includes mental health support for for students. Dr. Butel does have a lot of wonderful connections, and we're excited to have her on hopefully in the next few weeks to talk about some of these things because they are things that impact folks at home. But hand-in-hand with mental health and with um, safety and security sometimes goes discipline. Um, And, you know, I think 
when something at school happens that feels harmful or unsafe to other kids, whether it's bullying or whether it's a physical altercation, whether it's a breaking of the rules, then I think some families want to know that, you know, lots of things are considered in that process. You happen to also oversee the discipline uh, process and it really spent a lot of time consulting with us, which we appreciate on making sure that we're providing a thoughtful and, um, comprehensive approach to supporting a child, not just with a consequence and a discipline, but also the supports they need um, through Jen's department, through some other places. So talk to us a little bit about discipline and how it's changed this year. I know we were in a meeting just a little bit ago where some a new piece of information came out. Maybe this would be a good time to share that. Well, yeah. I mean, when you think about uh, our schools, we, we value having safe and civil schools. And a part of that is having real strong expectations for those that are that are going to be a part of our school system, they need to know that we have high expectations. We're also going to provi- provide tremendous support uh, where it's needed. But uh, there's cer- certain things that are non-negotiable. And so, you know, when when your behavior detracts or disturbs the the learning environment, when it compromises the safety and well-being of the people in our buildings and our community. Um, then there's certain things that aren't going to be okay. And then we have high expectations and we're going to continue to, to enforce those. So that, that is a part of a safe and civil environment. Um, it's also a very caring environment and very supportive. Uh, but we do have to make some tough decisions on occasion to make sure that people understand those expectations because sometimes there's people that make poor choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to Callie. step in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <go ahead. laughs> sometimes we have to step in and intervene and help redirect those poor choices. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of times families don't see the two two sides of that. It isn't just a consequence. It's not paperwork. It's not a process that doesn't have a face to it. Um, discipline across our district with every administrator I've ever spoken to really is um, a very robust, robust decision-making process. We look at um, the individual needs of the student, what we've done to try to intervene previous to, what things could we directly teach to them for behavior modification, what things do we need to replace skill-wise or resource-wise for that child so that they can be in a place where they can make good decisions. And then on top of that, also having kids learn how to own their own behaviors, take responsibility for mm-hmm. it. And, and in this day and age, our kids struggle with learning how to take responsibility for their own actions. So allowing them to take responsibility and owning that is an important component as well. Yep, absolutely. Good. Okay. Well, um, one of the other things I want to talk to you about is food. <laughs> of course. You want to talk about Southwest? And I don't mean the airplane. I, I would love to. We are um, uh, honored and very fortunate to have a new food service contractor start the school year this year. We went through a formal bid process last year. Actually, Kelly got to sit on our committee. And I did. There was a lot of taste testing as well. Of, oh, yeah. Hey, the, hey, wait, wait, wait. How that's come, the best wait, selection stop. committee to be on. Why <laughs> was Kelly chosen and I was not chosen? Yeah, that's that's really a good question. Um, let's get let's get down to the real serious business here. Yeah. If there was taste testing, I feel okay. That's right. I'm just kidding. Obviously, Callie was a great person. Remember, you're on your no carb thing. Oh, that's it's right. It's only been another like right. week so far. I know. Good point. Thank you very much, Callie. So, talk to us about that that experience of having you know that process of yeah, selection. We, we actually had a number of vendors uh, provide us a uh, proposal. And so, yeah, one thing we did is a lot of taste testing during that window of time. Mm. So um, it was the best committee probably to be on. If you have to Mm. serve some time on a committee, that's a good one. (laughs) I'll Um, keep that in mind. Yeah. Southwest Food Service Excellence was selected as our contractor. 
They are starting this school year. We're excited about um, having just kind of a new approach, having uh, kind of a fresh uh, set of eyes and a, and a fresh program. Uh, we've got a lot of the same employees, you know, and a lot of the same employees from our former vendor have decided to stay with us. So we're very excited about that. Um, you know, every time I talk to the food service folks, I tell them, even though it says SFE on your shirt, you're really uh, Platte County Pirates and you're mm. part of our family. And that's important for, we want to make sure they know that they're an important part of our of our family. But they'll be providing our food service um, for this, really for a three-year commitment um, and potentially longer if it goes well. So we're excited about that. And I'm looking forward to some of the changes, of course, and updates with different types of food. I know that, um, you know, our students at Seagrist have had the opportunity to share um, things with the food that they love, things they would like to see different. And I love that Southwest has been listening to those requests from students. So we hope to see some positive changes that students will appreciate this year. Um, I know that they, we've also had some questions so far from parents about dietary needs. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a site that you can go to, to get menu information and to be able to filter menu items based on different allergies. Yes, absolutely. Um, and they will provide a monthly menu and then an updated weekly menu as well that would provide for all the dietary needs that, that have been indicated at the building level. And it's NutriSlice, is that correct? NutriSlice is the website. It, you, it, you can link to it from our own website. So if you go to the Platte County website and, and go to the food service tab, you'll be able to link to NutriSlice from there. And I am excited also they're coming to our back to school night. So they will be here with some samples for parents and students to try that evening. So when you're here for back to school night, if you will stop by the gym as you're picking up other food for dinner, um, try out some of the samples and see what Southwest is all about. What was your favorite thing in the, in the taste test? Like what was the deciding factor for the two of you? Since I've got two committee members <laughs> sitting right here. Man, well, mine's, mine's more specific because I do gluten-free. So mine mm -hmm. is gluten-free pizza. Yeah, their their pizza was fantastic. Um, they had a chicken sandwich also that was very good. Um, I think we even did a um, like an Asian dish one time mm -hmm. that they provided for us as a sample. Excellent. It was all excellent. That's great. The prices did go up this year. Does that have to do with um, the state, or does that have to do with Southwest? Does it? What? It, talk to us a little bit how prices for lunches go up, and then also we want to remind families that if you are struggling. Um, just at any time, like it could just be a monthly struggle and you need to fill out a free and reduced lunch form. Those are available at any time through our school and through the district website. Um, and we want to make sure that, um, you know, if that's something that will aid in comfort of your own personal financial situation, that you take advantage of those because that's part of um, food service in our school district. And and I want everybody to take advantage of that that possibly can. So talk to us a little bit about pricing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the food, the, the price that has been board approved and set for our district has nothing to do with our vendor, our contractor. That is a local decision. Um, part of that is comes from the requirement from the Department of Education um, and so we have to go through a process to identify. Um, it's a it's a complicated formula, but you have to enter all this information. It will it will kick you out a number and say you're going to have to increase your prices by a certain amount. Now locally, we may choose to go more than that if we need to to make sure that we're operating efficiently and effectively. Um, you know, we, we we want a high quality program, but we also need to make sure that we're financially being responsible with that program too. So the prices did go up this last year um, for breakfast and for lunch and um, 
And, you know, we're going to have to continue to monitor that every year. We feel good about the price that was board approved this last school year um, leading into this year. And we feel like that will be, we'll be able to sustain that same price for a couple of years. Um, you know, hopefully the uh, economically everything looks good. That's our goal. But we'll, we'll have to monitor that every year. And I do know that parent, the adult price did go up. I would say, I don't want to say significantly, but it was a bigger jump than the other um, category, student, breakfast, just milk only. All those things were a, a minimal change where I felt like the adult lunch, so if you're coming to have lunch with your child um, at school and and just know that those prices did go up, um, what I would say, I don't want to say significantly, but definitely more than the others jumped. They did. I think it was like a 75 cent um, mm-hmm. jump for the adult price. And that really came out of the uh, the food service audit we had to go through. And uh, they gave us that requirement that, you know, our, our adult price was way too low. It wasn't even covering the cost of the meal, which in turn meant that our the other part of our program had to offset those losses. And so that's that's not what the program's about. We want to make sure the adult price at least covers that meal and that the we have the the, the best student prices we can have while still being financially responsible. Then, Jay, you brought up another thing that is a key item in our house, which is breakfast. Um, We eat breakfast at home. It's usually in the car, (laughs) Um, but breakfast at home. And then my daughter always has grabbed in the past the grab-and-go breakfast here at Seagrest. With our new food service provider, is the grab-and-go breakfast still an option for students? It will be an option. Um, They're going to handle breakfast in a variety of ways this year. They'll have the opportunity for a student to come in and have the full hot breakfast and go through the line. And they'll also have some grab and go options as well. And, and there'll be a combination. Our, our provider will work with every building to talk about what's the best fit for your building and find the good, the best solutions. But there'll be, there will be those options. Yes. I do know that we've differed at Seagrass from Compass and Pathfinder, for example, at the elementary level and obviously middle school and high school are their own unique uh, delivery uh, method for breakfast, but we have found that actually having breakfast in the classroom with grab and go, however, it's not overly convenient for the teacher or our carpet cleaners or any of those other things. It does maximize our instruction time. And so um, we're excited to be able to um, expand our offerings for that grab and go so kids can get started on their day and be a part of the exciting things that happen in the first part of the day. Sometimes that's the greatest relationship building time. And our kids who were getting breakfast prior to this delivery method ended up missing out on some of those things. And so they stopped eating breakfast because they wanted to be in the classroom. And we need a win-win here. So we need our kids to be eating breakfast and enjoying the things that are happening in the classroom. So we will continue to have grab and go here. uh, But I do know that it's going to be potentially different in different locations. So... Yeah, the um, Southwest will work with each building administration to find the best fit for their building. But, you know, we certainly want kids to have access to um, a nutritious breakfast before they start their school day. And the best way we can deliver that is how we're going to do that. Now, Jay, I know that you have gone a couple of times um, around to talk to PTA during their meetings about safety and security at the district. Are there any opportunities for parents during this upcoming school year to get more information about safety and security for the school district? Absolutely. Um, With the work of our task force from last year, now we have a completed uh, master plan, and I would be happy to come around to the PTAs um, and, and provide opportunities to uh, let make sure parents um, can can review that master plan, can provide feedback in that master plan, ask questions or you know seek clarification. 
but would be uh, open to coming to any of the PTA meetings to to uh, discuss that. Why don't you share with us our, your cell phone so people could call you directly and ask? <laughs> no, I'm just up. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we will we will definitely get that scheduled with our PTA. And when we have that information, we will get that out to all of our families so that they can attend that meeting if they would like to attend. Absolutely. Thank you, Jay, for taking time out of your very busy schedule. It's right before school starts. I know that you um, are trying to manage all of these installs and trying to make sure everything's up and running. And so we really, really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be a part of this podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely. Thank you, too, as well. Callie, take it away. It's always a great day to be a pirate.